0: hey everybody welcome to the dnvr rams podcast presented by canyon bakehouse before we jump into the show i want to tell you about the delicious certified gluten-free breads bagels english muffins and other baked goods that are made right here in johnstown colorado canyon bakehouse's gluten dairy nut and soy free products make it easy for families to enjoy the taste and texture of fresh bread so everyone can love bread again Find them at any major grocery store in the freezer or fresh bread aisle, or purchase online and visit CanyonGlutenFree.com to grab a coupon. Off the high screen, Dorian kicked to the corner, Feirano for three, it's good What the five! Michael Gallup got it down low. Hornung dump and here come the students. Leading by 10. Here's Van Pelt. He's at the five touchdown. Colorado State. What is up? We are back with another edition of the DNVR Rams podcast presented by Canyon Bakehouse. As always, I'm your host, Justin Michael, and we are talking CSU football. It's actually a huge Hoops Day. We got the Rocky Mountain Showdown, the Hardwood Edition coming up Friday evening, 6 p.m., Moby Arena. Rams wearing the white throwbacks. It's a whiteout. Should be an awesome atmosphere. I'll say this, guys. I know that the the football version of the Rocky Mountain Showdown will always be the one that matters the most to the fans on both sides, but if you're talking about like drama and a competitive angle, both volleyball and basketball have been significantly, significantly more interesting over the last six, seven years or so. Uh, hoops, hoops in particular, I just it seems like every time the Buffs come to Moby Arena, it's a a thrilling matchup, and I'm I'm looking forward to it, quite frankly. There have been a lot of great matchups over the years. We will be there live giving you updates. Probably going to have a podcast that comes out from that game either later tonight or early Saturday morning. I will admit I am having some Adobe issues. It's the reason this podcast uh, did not get out until today when I wanted to get it out yesterday. So... It's a struggle, guys. Um, I'm struggling. My computer is seeing better days. It's a senior citizen in terms of technology. So y'all pray for me. Pray that it makes it to the new year uh, when I'll hopefully be able to get a new one and stop dealing with some of these issues. But let's just jump right into things. Let's talk about the introductory press conference. Um, I'm going to give you some of my thoughts from that. I'm going to talk about Uh, what Joe Parker said he was looking for in a new coach. We're going to talk about some of what Adazio laid out for his plan, uh, some of what he said from a recruiting perspective, all that fun stuff. We're going to go over all the important stuff. If you are not a subscriber, now is a perfect time to become a subscriber, folks. We've got a great deal going on at DNVR. If you subscribe right now, not only do you get one free premium t-shirt from our locker room, you can actually get two right now. That's a killer deal. I mean, the two premium shirts is worth the the cost of a subscription alone. You guys are if you're if you're on the fence, like now is such a perfect time to do it. Get yourself a subscription. get yourself a t-shirt, use the other one for your loved one. Now you've got a holiday gift taken care of, and you don't gotta worry about it. Winter winter chicken dinner. that's a perfect scenario. Go ahead and subscribe to subscribe. <laughs> To DNVR. Join the DNVR Rams family. We're the greatest CSU uh, community on Twitter. We've got so many just active members. Um, You know, I mean, no disrespect to Ram Nation. That's the OG site in terms of message board. A lot of those guys interact with us on Twitter though. So a lot of you are the same people. So thank you to all the, the dedicated Rams fans that stuck with us throughout football season all fall. I know it was a a difficult one to swallow. I think it was a little bit more enjoyable than the 2018 season, but certainly was not a fun ride for the Ram Faithful. And I appreciate you guys for staying dedicated, for being stalwart, and you know, more than anything, for supporting my content, because without you, I don't get to do this for a living. And shoot, I don't have that many other life skills, guys. It took me a half an hour to do the math today trying to figure out the, the passing and rushing averages for Adazio and Bobo throughout their tenures. So if uh, if I lose this gig, I'm going to end up at McDonald's or something, guys. So subscribe to DNVR. We love you. We appreciate you. You guys are the best. All right, that's enough of the selling. Let's jump right into it. Uh, Joyce McConnell gave the introduction, the ultimate intro. I guess technically Kyle Neves, the Associate Athletic Director for Communications, uh, gave the the first introduction. He started things off, and then McConnell came on. She was followed by Joe Parker. Parker answered some questions from Brian Roth. He also spoke for you know four or five minutes before introducing Idazio. Uh, some of the things that Parker laid out as points of emphasis throughout this this coaching search, where he wanted someone that was a, a proven leader someone with high football acumen a crafter of culture not really sure what a crafter of culture means that's kind of one of those it's like adversity culture and sports can mean like literally anything there's there's so many different uh perspectives from from culture people reference it in terms of like winning there's obviously um different just it means some it doesn't really mean anything i guess is what I'm trying to say i'm, I'm getting tongue-tied here but he They were looking for someone with high character, a proven recruiter. Uh, dazio was a nationally touted recruiter while at Florida also had quite a bit of success at Notre Dame, looking for somebody with a demonstrated track record of developing talent. Uh, I will say this Adazio, he really succeeds in that aspect boston college is a it's a really tough place to recruit it's out of all the schools in the a c c it's it's certainly one of the the less desirable athletic programs, you know, going up against North Carolina, some of these schools in the South, gorgeous campuses, Uh, not necessarily the best football programs in the world, but there's obviously the powerhouses as well and Clemson and Florida State and all these, you know, big time programs. It's it's tough to out-recruit those, especially uh, to a city and, you know, where you want to go live in the cold in Boston where people are angry and it's busy and it's expensive to live or, you know, do you want to go down and, live in the country where it's beautiful and all that. So I will say, uh, I do respect him as a recruiter, despite some of the recruiting rankings. I just think some of that is slightly flawed. Um, attention to academic success. CSU obviously loves to pat itself on the back when it comes to academics. Um, you know, everyone likes to bring up that they've never had the ncaa violations and all that but as we all know every program in america has violations it's just a matter of fact <laughs> like do you get caught or not finally the uh, the last quality that he laid out was somebody who would engage the community uh nico medved doing a killer job at this ryan williams doing a little bit better of a job recently as well he, he started off really strong but hilbert another guy who's always you know taking the team out in old town in the fort collins community building those relationships that's how you know you create the love that's how you create the consistent support support especially when things are not going well i think everything parker laid out were logical i think you know you could have guessed most of these um he laid out a lot of them even as in at his press conference when he announced bobo was leaving so not a, not a ton of insight from Parker there. He did thank everyone that was involved in the process, said it was really rigorous, uh, really appreciated their effort and dedication to CSU throughout it all, did not give specific names. Did I mean, he thanked President McConnell, but other than her, just kind of kept it open-ended. I don't really get that. I don't know why they're so like weary about just saying Urban outright. He wouldn't admit it last week and he kind of danced around it again it was it was super weird especially because like an adazio came out and was super open about his relationship with urban meyer and pretty much made it extremely clear that urban is the reason that he got this gig and now that you know the football scoop report has come out that adazio's kid and Urban's son-in-law will be joining the staff here at csu it's even more evident that Urban's handprints, fingerprints, however you want to say that, uh, were all over this decision. Hopefully, it works out. You know, I I get why CSU fans are, some fans I, I should say, are excited that Urban was involved. As I've said repeatedly, he is one of the most successful Division One college football coaches ever. I mean, he's had success literally everywhere that he's gone. That said kind of self-serving, extremely self-serving, um, a bit of an arrogant guy, uh, would not admit any of his wrongdoings at Ohio state, somewhat shady. And when Parker was asked about that, uh, he kind of, you know, just danced around it. I thought it was a, a tough question to start things off right away, but you know, Kelly deserves a ton of credit, a ton of credit For putting him on the spot the way that he did. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to ask the tough questions. And I respect Kelly Lyle a lot for asking him about that. I'll say this about the Urban Meyer thing before I move on, because I'm not going to beat a dead horse here. But if Urban got the right guys for CSU, then, you know, this will be awesome. And by all accounts, even these, you know, assistants that might be. Joining the staff are up and coming guys, guys that are respected, and that's exciting. But to an extent, it kind of feels like some nepotism was going on here. You know, Urban gave CSU a list of his friends. He assured that one of his dudes got the job. Now his son in law has a job. Now his Adasio's kid has a job. I don't. <laughs> What is Urban getting out of this, guys? Because it's not nothing. And part of me worries that he was just using CSU for exposure. There's all these rumors that, you know, he's going to get this Cowboys gig. And I don't know. I'll just say there's, there's more to this than we know. Um, it was a weird situation. It's been a weird situation. I'm not sure we're ever going to get the right answers, but we will certainly keep Digging, we are going to keep talking about Steve Adazio and more, uh, but first we're going to take a quick second and shout out our partners over at Breckenridge Brewery. It's time to take a second to acknowledge Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR, the original Colorado beer established in 1990 in Breckenridge, Colorado, They've been serving locals for two decades plus from the delicious Vanilla Porter, their Oatmeal Stout, most people's personal favorite, the world-famous Avalanche Ale. There's just so many options. You can't go wrong with Breck. We've been talking about them for months. If you are a frequent listener to the podcast, you know the drill. Uh, As it currently stands, Breckenridge is the Davidson's Beer and Wine Spirits Brewery of the Month. Download their app. Enjoy a six-pack for $7.99 all month long. If you get the Davidson's Beer, Wine, and Spirits Brewery app, you can get a six-pack for $7.99 all month long. Don't miss out on that deal. Don't miss out on Breckenridge Brews. Damn good beers, damn good people, a damn good company. Alrighty, folks. Shout-out to Breckenridge one last time. Love those guys. Love their beer. So great, especially with the holiday season coming up. Don't miss out on that Christmas sale. You can get it like in a big old gallon thing. It's amazing. Let's 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 summarize my thoughts on Steve Adazio's press conference here before we kind of move on here and talk a little bit uh, about the offense and some of the stuff that he emphasized. His his presence was extremely commanding. He did well. Everybody everybody does well at their introductory press conferences though. So don't become present similarly to when everyone was freaking out about the hire. Don't overreact now and and, and flip the other way just because he was a phenomenal public speaker. That's to be expected. These guys are professional public speakers. They, they get people to rally around them for a living. Um, that said I did like his energy. I liked his charisma. I hope that, he can bring some of that and that it will translate to a successful program but at the end of the day you know i'm not going to i'm not going to freak out too much about the fact that he was able to speak well because like i said i would hope so he's a professional public speaker one of the things that really really stood out to me and i don't i don't think it was surprising when he got hired everyone knew that you know he's kind of one of those Smashmouth type football guys, ground and pound. Uh, I think Joel Klatt said on a radio interview, a meat and potatoes type of coach. That's him. That's him for sure. I I, I'm torn on this though when I think about it because I do think that CSU has has lacked in this area over the last you know five or six years or so, especially. Uh, up front, they've they've been lacking in that area. They've lacked from a development standpoint. So those are things that intrigue me about Adazio, given his his track record at Boston College. Um, he he mentioned that running the football and and stopping the run are the the foundations of championship football. I know that probably bugged his critics a little bit. Uh, I I went and I dove into the numbers a little bit just to kind of you know, see what Adazio did at Boston college versus what Bobo did here at CSU in five seasons with the Rams. Mike Bobo allowed 206.3 rushing yards per game. They rushed for 170.88. So they allowed 206 Rushed for 171 Adazio in seven seasons at Boston college allowed 139 yards on the game. That's a huge difference. From CSU, 206 versus 139. Meanwhile, the Eagles rushed for 208 yards themselves. Uh, they allowed about 80, or excuse I'm so bad at math. That's only 60. They allowed about 65 less rush yards per game um, on average. Obviously, these are just averages. Rushed for about 30 to 40 more than CSU. But then, you know, on the flip side, Mike Bobo. When you look at the passing numbers, obviously much better. Uh, in five seasons, CSU averaged 265 yards through the air while allowing 208. Adazio, on the other hand, only averaged 158 passing yards. That's like, that's really small. That's that's Air Force type stuff. Air Force would probably average a little bit less than that, actually. But you you get what I mean. Meanwhile, they allowed 231 through the air. Um, if you split the average, it, it basically comes out being the same. It's just Adasio did better versus the run. Bobo did better versus the pass. Um, we'll see. You got to be able to do both, especially in this modern era of college football. I'm not saying that they can completely get away from the, the aerial attack, but I will say you know, Bobo had one of the most flashy offenses in the country. They always had a ton of yards, but you know where they were never that good? The red zone. And it's because they weren't, they didn't have that push up front. They didn't have that beef. Adazio, I think can come in and, and help them with some of that stuff. Are are we going to see these 60, 70 yard pass plays to, to Dante right downfield to Warren Jackson? I don't know. You know, one of the things I was talking about with Kevin Lytle yesterday and, and Kevin brought up a great point. He's like, Dante is so versatile that in basically any offense, you can find a way to get him the football. And I agree with that because you can use him uh, in wildcat situations. You can do speed sweeps, end arounds, pitches to the outside, all kinds of stuff. Um, Warren, though, he's a guy where, you know, he makes his money 10, 15 yards downfield. He needs a quarterback that's dropping back and looking to get him the ball downfield. And that's, unfortunately why I believe Warren will go pro. Now, he might have gone pro. Anyways, he could have gone pro even if Mike Bobo was coming back after the last season that he's had. At this point, Warren has proven that he is an NFL wide receiver. He's proven that he can play at the next level. So if he wants to go and do so, I wish him the very best. I will be the biggest Warren Jackson fan in the league. But the Rams could really use him to come back, man. They really could. And if Adazio's smart, if he's wise, he'll use some he'll hire someone retain someone like Joe Cox to keep these guys around, and then he'll adjust his offense accordingly. Running the football is going to be the foundation of the offense. it just is it's what he does. I don't think it's necessarily gonna be quite as set in stone as it was at Boston College. like I said, you do have to adjust to the guys you have on your roster, but they I don't, just, I don't think they're just going to abandon the passing game altogether, not with the dudes they have on this roster. I mean, it's, it's, you, you look at Dante and Warren some of these dudes, but there's, there's a lot of promising receivers. Hurst, uh, Ty McCulloch, you got Nate Craig Myers, who transferred in from Auburn. They've got some dudes. Not to mention they've got the best tight end in all of the conference. One of the best tight ends in college football period in Trey McBride. That said, Trey absolutely loves run blocking. He loves throwing some dudes in the ground. I could see him getting uh, fully behind a, a grounded pound system with Adazio, where he gets to just beat up on linebackers and chip DNs ends all day, and then you know sneak out into the flat and, and catch some passes, score a touchdown or two. I do hope that Adazio will be flexible, though, because there are too too many talented skill guys to not be. It's going to be interesting. I'm looking forward to it. These were just some of my initial thoughts, some of my initial ramblings on him. I was going to add four to five minutes of audio of him speaking from yesterday, but you know at this point, I think most of you have already heard it. More importantly, as I said, my computer is on the struggle bus this morning, and I think it's going to crash the file if I try and add it. Tonight, I will be at Moby Arena covering CSU versus CU. Uh, follow us on Twitter at DNVR underscore Rams. Follow me on Twitter at Justin T. Michael. We will have a game story. Like I said, we'll have a post-game podcast. We'll have content throughout, so you're not going to want to miss out on this. Really big test for the Rams tonight here at Moby Arena. You've got Tyler Bay, McKinley Wright, a really talented CU team. Uh, who's going to be pissed off after losing at home to Northern Iowa the other night, versus a, a CSU team who's certainly been up and down, but they have the the guys that could give CU some trouble. If Nico comes out, especially in the post and is, is really dominant, and the Rams come out with some intensity on defense, if they're able to hit some three-point shots, I, I really could see CSU stealing an upset on their home floor tonight. Uh, I think the Buffs are really good. I think CU is probably going to win the Pac-Twelve, or at least they should. I just think that this Rams team kinda has that it factor, that that level of swagger to to step up and and get in their face and and give a better team than them a run for their money. Now, there's a real chance that the buffs just come up and light it up. They've got great offense, they've got great athletes, they they take up a lot of the floor. They're hard to get in the paint against at times, but I'm interested. I'm intrigued. I think the Rams, quite frankly, I'm. I'm just gonna call it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna call it right now. CSU is going to upset CU on the basketball court tonight, Friday, Moby Arena, 6 p.m. It's gonna be a tight game. Rams win by four. I'm calling it now. You heard it. Your boy Justin Michael. But uh, make sure you keep up with us throughout it all. We'll have live coverage. We'll have post game coverage the whole nine yards. Thank you to everyone that listened. Thank you, my fellow dudes. Hope everyone has a wonderful weekend. Take care. Much love. Wearing graphic tees, the way too trendy Raps that kill, oh I'm deadly Primed and ready like machetes At a deli in New Delhi Feeling scummy like Martin scorelli Turn jam into jelly, then drink it like juice But water's the truth, so I sip on that too Skinny looking kid with no car keys Like the only thing I drive is RC has got the stash like Steve Harvey Oh I'm gnarly